Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Thursday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And I think every day this week, or just about every day this week, um, I've had to start off the daily podcast with saying, and here's what you missed in yesterday's podcast because we recorded it and then something happened. Right. This is something that happened directly after our podcast was recorded. Right. And that I know that happened uh, a couple of nights this week. And oh, it definitely yes. happened. It definitely happened last night. Oh, yes. So um, what happened after last night's podcast was that we got a press release from the state police saying they had completed their administrative review of the hiring process of Austin Edwards. Um, he is the former trooper who resigned in October and then right after Thanksgiving, allegedly catfished a teenage girl in California, killed her family, then killed himself after he drove off with the girl. Yeah. So uh, the girl is fine, by the way. It's, 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 it's difficult it's for me really to explain. It's kind of a miracle all, after all that happened that the girl was fine. Yeah. It, it's, it's difficult for me to explain all the facts of that case. Yes. It takes up like. It's very know, complicated. A, a full minute. But anyway, so state police admitted that there was human error in the hiring process for Austin Edwards. Now, I think a lot of people could have assumed there was something there, but they now actually say that they found human error. Basically, there was an incomplete database query. Um, and so his his information was incomplete when he yeah. was hired. And now, I think state police were saying pretty much all along that while he was a trooper, there were no like red flags or anything like that going on, right? And that he didn't disclose anything that would have been a red flag. Yeah. Now, as we know from the Los Angeles Times report, right. um, which led yeah. to the state police having this internal. Yeah. Well the, Los anyway. well, the Los Angeles Times report actually, you know, was part of a different story. But, it, you right. know, the report that he allegedly had a psychiatric right. um, detain uh, detention, um, that would have been something that may have come up that could oh, have sure. absolutely influenced, would have influenced hiring by, by state police. Uh, now, again, state police say he didn't disclose anything, but they didn't, you know, didn't get yeah. this information either. So we're getting more information about what apparently happened in the hiring process. We're not getting full information. They aren't releasing his personnel file. I don't think that's surprising, um, you know, you know, because it is a personnel file. Sure. Um, but uh we're at least learning that there was some error that took place in in the uh, in the hiring process, and that they're also reviewing other personnel files and other hiring practices just to make sure this doesn't happen again. Well, taking this a step further, wouldn't Washington County also have made a human error in hiring him as well? Well, I, I here is the thing: I don't know if they relied on the state police, you know, yeah. initial. Right. Jax. Okay. That so, makes sense too. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible, but we yeah. don't know. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, I have tried to reach out to Washington County a couple of times and not heard back. Yeah. I know they've put statements up on Facebook 
from time to time, but I've not yeah. heard back from them in regards regards this. I know they said that they didn't receive anything that would have right, uh, right. kept him from being a sheriff's deputy. Um, yeah. you know, uh when 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 they hired him. Um, but you know, again, if things weren't disclosed, you know, or things didn't get caught, who knows? So right. so anyway, so that was the story that broke yesterday, right? Late in the uh late yeah. in the evening as we were uh as uh you know after we did the podcast as we were getting ready to leave the office for yeah, the day as we we're as we we're starting to, as we were yeah exactly yeah for, for 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 one of several times this week again as we were getting ready to to, to yep. shut things down that yep. that that in fact happened so um moving on to another another major story that we've been covering november's just been filled with major stories i know we're in december but november was filled with major stories yes. that have bled over into, into december um the uh suspect in the uh uva football murders was mm-hmm. in court today. Um, you uh, handled that story from, from in respect yeah. that you, you uh, dealt with the stuff that we got from our friends up in Charlottesville. Right. What, our, what our, happened with that hearing today? Our partners at WINA, it was a very brief uh, uh, court appearance for uh, Chris Jones, but uh, basically uh, during his arraignments, uh, he said he would hire an attorney, but uh, as the, uh, um, as the uh, court date approached today, it was clear that he wasn't going to have one. So he was appointed a public defender. And um, so uh, the um, the judge in the case has um, set a preliminary hearing now for March 30th. So that's the next step in this case. And of course, uh, Chris Jones is from the uh, Richmond area. Uh, he was arrested here. He went to high school at a couple different high schools in the area, but uh, it was a very brief court appearance, as it usually is for a status hearing. So uh, not much to say as far as what happened during the uh, during the court appearance itself, other than to say that this preliminary hearing has been scheduled. Understood. And and while you were talking, I was just quickly checking the uh, Washington County uh, Sheriff's Department. Okay, I was thinking, gosh, I hope you're not looking at another breaking news story that's happening. (laughs) At least we could break it on the podcast if it was. No, 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 not breaking. I just wanted to make sure that they, in fact, have not put out any additional Right. Additional statements and no, they have not uh, okay. in regards to uh, to you know but, following what the state police said. So right. not not to, not yeah. to cut off the, not to cut off the UVA story, but you know no, no. I might as well so, check. Like I said, wrong. there's not much to say on this since there was kind of a brief court appearance. He was heavily uh, guarded. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, as Jay Hart says, and he does. He used to work here. He does do a lot of descriptors in his uh, in his pieces. Said he was clean shaven. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. And like you say, he has another hearing coming up March, March 30th. Yeah. That's the preliminary hearing. Gotcha. And And actually the um, um, Commonwealth's attorney says that uh, a lot of witnesses will be uh, presented at this uh, preliminary hearing at the end of March. Gotcha. So something something to keep an eye on, uh, obviously, as we, as we move into, uh, as we uh, move into the new year and, 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 you know, the, 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 yeah, it's still three months away at least. Yeah. I mean, it's three and a half months away probably right, right now, but. right. But, but again, a story to, to keep yeah, in mind. For sure. Um, move, moving on from, uh, from that, um, you know, we're continuing to see stories about the commanders, um, you know, continuing to float around out there. Seems like they, it gets worse and worse every time. Right. And, and again, we need to put this disclosure out here. Yeah. Odyssey, Virginia, our employee, our employers, yes. um, do broadcast 
commanders football games. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes on 910, uh, the fan here in Richmond, sometimes on 1140 WRVA. Uh, but we do have a, a, a agreement, an agreement with the commanders and we broadcast their games. Okay. Now that being said, today we found out the House uh, Oversight Committee uh, issued a report basically saying that uh, the commanders ignored and allowed, let me see, ignored and downplayed. Harbored a toxic work environment. Yeah, harbored yeah. a toxic work in, environment and ignored and downplayed sexual misconduct and harassment for two decades. And they put the a lot of the blame right at owner Dan Snyder, saying he was playing a part in all of this. Um, and also that he interfered in their investigation, that he intimidated witnesses, that when they uh, uh, when he gave testimony, he said he didn't recall over 100 times. Um, and basically, the, the report was pretty scathing for Dan Snyder. Um, yeah. And the, the last two decades is pretty much the, the time that Dan Snyder has owned the team. Right. He, he's roughly. had the team. Yeah, he's had the team since 1999. So basically, the, you know, the last two decades. <laughs> Um, Pretty much under the Snyder regime, it's been that way. At least now, that's what the Oversight Committee says. Yeah. Now, now I should point out this investigation is going away because Republicans have said it's going away when they take over the House uh, on, I think it's January 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's pretty much going away. Um, Snyder is exploring a sale uh, of part or all of the team. I know we did that story last month or, or maybe it was October month, weeks run together. But yeah. it was a, all the months and days yeah. run together. Exactly. But re- recent story we did there, he's exploring a sale um, of at least part or all of the team. Yeah. Um, I will say that the team's lawyer said that the report was one-sided um, uh, that, the, you know, it only took one side of, of, of what's going, what, what they allege is going on at the team. Um, and of course, this all has a tie to Richmond because, of course, the commanders, when they had a different name, used to uh, um, do training camp here in Richmond. They did not, however, train here this past August. Uh, right. I, it's been it's been since been two I think, years, pre, I think. Right. Uh, been pre-COVID, basically. They were not. They were. They were. They didn't come here during the COVID season. They only came here for a week the season after the COVID season, mm-hmm. and they did not come here this, this past, past August, pre-season. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think they're coming back. Um, no, probably not. So, but you know that. So this does have a Richmond tie, you know. You know, and of course we're we have a large amount of Commanders fans sure. here, less than we used to, um, <laughs> but a large amount of Commanders fans here, given the proximity to to Washington. Yep. So, and of course, hey, hey, still, there's also another tie that it just occurred to me. You know, we are still in the running in Virginia to possibly get a new. Commander Stadium, although that deal, uh, you know, sort of went uh, on hiatus uh, last year, and who knows if it'll be uh, be uh, brought back up again. Right, which would be the first uh, professional team in Virginia in a long time since since the Squires, since the Squires, right. which actually moved from Richmond. They were at the uh, Scope huh. and in Norfolk, and also at some other places too, but the Richmond Coliseum, the scope, they, they traveled in different arenas in the state. Okay. Quick. quick, I'm going to get us completely off topic, but quick (laughs) name, name the Squires most famous player. Probably Dr. J. That would be Dr. J. Yes. So actually he is the only Squires player. (laughs) That's the only one I can name. Yes. (laughs) But because I'm old, but I'm not that old. Yes. I am. I'm not that, 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 that old either, but I do remember that Dr. J played for the squad. Yes, so, 
That's correct. So, Squires and then the Nets and then, then I believe the 76ers. That's correct. There may have yeah. been some Nets other. Nets in the ABA and the 76ers in the NBA. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure if there was another ABA team in there, but that's. I think again, that that's primarily in the ABA. Yeah. We've now gotten completely off topic <laughs> yes. from, from, from where we were. <laughs> So um, moving on to, to the final story, but hey, it has a basketball tie. Yes, it does. Yes, we it made does. a professional transition. Yes. So um, as as everyone who has been following the news today knows, Brittany Griner um, was released from Russia today in a prisoner swap for a Russian arms dealer that had been was in the midst of serving a federal prison sentence. Um, and uh, both of our senators reacted to that deal and to the release. Yeah. Uh, you actually dealt with both of them. What did yeah. you find out in regards to their views on the re- on the release, the trade, which you know some are criticizing on yes. uh, in certain political segments? Yes. Um, now both uh, Kane and Warner, you know, bottom line is they're happy that Brittany Griner is is coming home and not a a prisoner anymore in Russia, but. They both said that this was a rather un, it was very much an unfair trade because you know Brittany Griner had this cannabis possession uh, charge as opposed to this person who's uh, has the nickname what is it the agent of death or something like that a merchant of death merchant of death okay yeah so both said it is an unfair trade and both would love to have Paul Whelan involved as well. Um, but Paul Whelan, of course, you know, whether or not the, you know, because there's uh, uh, people on both sides saying these charges were justified. Some say it was not justified. Um, but uh, Paul Whelan is still being uh, detained in Russia. And uh, Senator Kane was the one who's saying that, you know, he feels bad for Paul Whelan's family, but he says this ought to give them hope that the U.S. is going to try everything they can to get Whelan home. Um, he much more talked about the Whelan situation than Warner did, but Warner was also hopeful that Whelan can come home. Uh, and, uh, Kane kind of went into the weeds a little bit by saying that, um, he's hopeful that at least with the, uh, release of Brittany Griner, that this, you know, U.S. and Russia have had an adversarial relationship for a while now, especially with the war in Ukraine. But that's not the only reason why. But um, Kane says he hopes that this release kind of opens the door for diplomacy to happen. And it made him hopeful on that aspect. And it makes him hopeful on that aspect that at least that maybe, you know, something can be done to to, to release Paul Whelan somehow. Yeah. Um, and you know, some uh, somebody else who is a reporter on this particular conference call uh, was asking about, well, you know, it was not a fair trade at all. And would that open up the other countries that don't like us very much to go ahead and take, you know, an American hostage because, you know, we're... We're, we 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 accept these unfair trades for prisoner swaps or whatever, and and Kane says, well, you can try to do that for other countries, but we can slap sanctions on you, and we can do other things to you that will deter you from doing that. So, and he was trying to, you know, he was saying as well, Kane, that that the sanctions that the U.S. has imposed on Russia regarding the war in Ukraine might have helped. 
kind of uh, uh, release the uh, or help with the release of Brittany Griner and the fact that it kind of led them to do something that they would not normally do. Understood. And we should point out that Whelan's family, um, and, and just so, so people know the background, I believe he's a former FBI agent or or was an FBI agent. And yeah. Russia is basically treating him as a as a detained spy, yeah, for lack yeah. of better terms. And that's part of the reason why he was not included in the uh, in the uh, the was he included in the original deal? Like we're, we'll give you, um, you know, we'll give you this guy, this boot guy, and. Uh, well, you know, we'll, if, if we if we have Whelan and Griner, was that the original one that they rejected? Keep, keep, keep in mind that that, um, you know, I've, I've only read some of the stuff tangentially on this. Yeah. Uh, my understanding yeah. is that they do not want that the Russians do not want to part with him at all right now that okay. they're holding under. And he's been he's been in a prisoner since 2018. So yeah. so a lot longer than than, than uh, Brittany Griner, than yeah. Brittany Griner. Uh, but Whelan's family said that they were fine with the. Um, with the Griner deal, um, obviously they want their, their they, home, home, want but, but right. they they felt it was right to get what they could. Um, and they understand the scope of yeah. what Brittany Griner did versus what the Russians say Whelan did. Yeah. So so and and it'll be interesting to see how this this proceeds. Um, yeah. But again, the, the Whelan family says that they are, you know, they were in favor of the Griner deal. They're not they're not raising objections to it. Obviously, they would love to have sure their their, yeah. their family member home but yep yeah, so so basically that's what we had for you today uh here locally um hopefully nothing will break after yeah, we we'll see, see what we, breaks after we're done here after we put a bow on on this uh this podcast a uh, little more basketball talk than we were expecting but we yeah. were expecting the good news is we were expecting some basketball talk we just weren't expecting a, and the a, great a, thing about the, our conversation about dr jay's we didn't realize how smooth of a transition that was exactly yes smooth <laughs> like dr jay right. so, so for this thursday evening basketball edition of <laughs> it's news to us let's talk hoops yes talking basketball um he's jeff stapleton i'm news director matt dumline we'll talk to you on friday Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.